grumpy old geeks, two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? Hey, Brian, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. You were late, so I was looking at a bunch of... Uh, 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 a bunch of watches from a site that we'll talk about later, but they've got a blog with six six of these watches that I will never be able to afford, and they're gorgeous. And I'm <laughs> drooling all over my microphone. And damn you for being late. Sorry for being bastard. Late. Uh, yeah, it's just running a few minutes late. It's uh, we're actually recording on a Sunday, which we've never really done before, and that's a big errand day for me. So a little a little late, but here I am. Um, I don't get the watch thing. I know so many people that are into watches, and I haven't had a watch since I basically got a pager. That had a little clock on it. I was always a watch watch geek. Right. I had I've had tons and tons of watches. I still have a few. Like just I've got like one or two nice ones that are like I wear when I go out, but I don't collect them like I used to. I used to have like thirty or forty watches, and yeah, <laughs> just it was one of those things. I mean, like in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, humans still think wristwatches are a nifty idea, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not on board with that. So, you know, more power to you guys. But I do see like that one that you posted looks pretty cool. So we'll talk about that later. Well, it was on a site that, that you want to talk about, so it's your damn fault. <laughs> yeah, that one's my fault. <laughs> I actually, blame Facebook advertising for that one. That's how I came to know that site. So okay. well, we'll get, get to, to that, that later. Um, so uh, did you get to read uh, any of the books? I have not read it yet, but I can now confirm that uh, Seneca's On the Shortness of Life and uh, the, the other one is actually okay. his, his old collection is available for Kindle and I have purchased and downloaded, uh, but I'm still working through one of the crappy sci-fi books that I'm on. So I will get to that next. Okay, because yeah, I was I was all ready to. I thought you uh, were ready to go because I saw you uh, posted to our little mammoth board that uh, you found them. Yeah. I downloaded I downloaded them both on Kindle so I can get rid of the paper versions. <laughs> and well, uh, I'm I'm seventy percent finally through on the shortness of life, and it is better than I expected. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm I'm sure we can talk about it probably by next week because I'm almost done with this book. So, but uh, yeah, I just said I'd follow up on uh, whether it was available on. Kindle or not, and uh, that is my follow-up, hence the post. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there goes 10 minutes I had to talk about, so <laughs> I'll be saving that one for next week. Yeah, well, uh, let's hear about your uh, your crazy trip and, and Bob's wonderful noopadles, which I, I noticed were, was on a pirate ship, which is pretty awesome. Well, it was actually on the HMS Surprise, which if you've seen, uh, I think that ship was in Pirates of the Caribbean 4, mm-hmm. but it was also uh, the, the main ship from Master and Commander. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty cool little ship. The uh, you know Tuesday was a whole day of flying and drinking and reading on the planes, multiple planes. Yes, and uh, the wedding itself took fourteen minutes. Oh, that's that's the way they should be, <laughs> to be honest. Yep, uh, Stacy, the bride, was like, uh, "Can't you just say you're hitched and we can go about our day?" And the, the reverend was much it was like, "Yeah, I don't think that's legal in California." So we had to go through a little bit of it. And we went on a big uh, cruise down the bay and took some pictures. And then the next day we went to the coolest part, which is the uh, San Diego Zoo Safari Park. It used to be called the Wild Animal Park. I remember it well. I grew up down here. We used to go down there a lot as kids. Yeah, it's super cool. And we did the like three and a half hour tour behind the scenes dealio. Um, Fed a bunch of giraffes who licked all over up and down my arms, which was kind of gross. But uh, (laughs) I hear maybe the tongues I'll, are scratchy. Is that correct? No, it actually wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't too scratchy. They're 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 creepy and prehensile, and will reach out. the The, the fun fact of the uh, the tour, with in regards to giraffes, at least, is for every foot that a giraffe is tall, their inches or their tongue is one inch long. So it's like a thirteen foot giraffe will have a thirteen inch tongue. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> there, there you go. Learn something new every day. So yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been to that park in probably oh gosh, well over 25 years, but uh the San Diego Zoo and then the Wild Animal Park were were big draws back in the day, you know. Uh we were bussed down from school as like field trips and that sort of thing. So, very cool places. Yeah, I highly I I I can't recommend the zoo enough, but uh as far as, you know, just a different type of experience, I I definitely liked the Safari Park. I, I, I this is my second time and I mean, we just did the three-hour tour, three-and-a-half-hour tour, and we were just so knackered after it. We went and watched a cheetah run really fast for, like, <laughs> like literally, like, two seconds right. and and uh, took off because we were so tired because you get so much in that tour. Right. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap, but the tour guides were top-notch, and they let you do a whole bunch of fun stuff. So Very cool. 
Highly recommended. I'm actually thinking about heading down to San Diego in maybe a month or two, so that might be a stop. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I had to fly back on Friday. I am I am now convinced. I'm not, I mean, I didn't have to be that convinced before, but American Airlines is hands down the worst airline I've ever flown in my life and will never fly them again. It's like <laughs> they have the jankiest fleet. It's all these old MD-80s, you know, the ones with the uh, the engines on the tail. Yes, yes. That you mm-hmm. never see anymore. That's like all they've got. Right. <laughs> and and they're the um, the service was atrocious between San Diego and Dallas and back and forth. I actually I actually had the same flight crew or part of the same flight crew going out and coming back. Right. And it was, there was this dude on there who was just snotty as can be, uppity, and it, it didn't even give me my damn sandwich after I paid for it. I had to call him back. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, honey, that never happens here. And you know, the guy next to me was like, what a dick. Wow. And But when I came back, here's, here's the kicker, though. When I came back, I was leaving San Diego, coming to Dallas, and I look in the cockpit because I always like to stick my head in the cockpit when I get on, see what's going on, you know, get a little something-something, see what's, what kind of the vibe is in there. And the captain, I don't know if it was the captain or the, the co-pilot, uh, basically had his pre-flight checklist clipboard out. Yeah. And I could see the the stuff underneath. And uh, on top of it, he was doing a crossword puzzle about 20 minutes before takeoff. <laughs> I thought that was slightly disconcerting. Well, you know, and, perhaps they were so on ball that they finished quickly, Jason. Well, the other guy was, was flipping switches and talking, and the other guy was just like 23 across. <laughs> it was just, he was checked out. <laughs> and uh, and then I had, you know, I had a beverage. It was a, like a two and a half hour flight. I had a beverage and then just took a little bit of a nap and woke up about 13 to 14 minutes before we landed. And I see people running around and I've still got my cup, tray tables down. They never right. came and got it. They just kind of <laughs> let it sit. I had to like <laughs> grab everything and shove it in the seat and just hang on. It, just, it was it was so uh, unprofessional. Right. That it was just it was it boggled my mind how unprofessional and they unprofessional were. Unprofessional in a bad way, unlike the the kind of fun unprofessional of Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I actually, I mean, I, I just I won't fly any American airline anymore if I can avoid it. Uh, not just American Air, I mean, U.S. Air, United. I, I can't stand American Airlines; they're the worst. So any chance I get, I will happily fly any other country's airline except for perhaps you know like Air, <laughs> Air Uganda. Probably not a good choice. Um. <laughs> Yeah, U.S. Air is second in the worst category, and they're out of Pittsburgh here, so I, I get stuck with them every now and again. Yeah. I never have a problem with United. I've never had a problem. And the reason I flew them for so long was Channel 9. You got to listen to Tower Comms, so you yes. can listen to everything. I they, love they doing that it. on flights, and yeah, nobody does it anymore. They, they've taken it completely off. I mean, I kind of had a feeling after 9-11 that might be going away anyways, but uh, it lingered on United for quite a while. But yeah, and I, I fly a- United if I have to do domestic just because of, of the partnerships and, and the travel miles that i have but uh yeah they got rid of it i haven't it hasn't been on any flight i've been on in the last like i'd say four years yeah it's about four years and what they did was they gave it uh they handed it over to pilot discretion because yeah. i actually cornered cornered a captain one time and i'm like why wasn't it on and he's like eh, one of one of our guys had a problem not too long ago and you know we just decided to kind of stop doing it and yeah. and the crazy part was there was one time i think i told you this story when we were coming into chicago almost ready to land and i heard the plane in front of us uh, declare a bird strike as he was taken off and about like five seconds later because we were almost on the on the deck right engines gun up we take off and i was in the front row in in first class and i saw the the whites of the eyes of the uh the flight attendant she, her eyes got so big and she was just like oh and i'm like I, i'm like i'm like no it's okay it's a bird strike i you know tap my thing and she's like i don't know what how, how you i'm like no 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 calm down calm down because you know when you when the plane moves and then you know why it's moving, it's not that big, big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal at all. Yeah, that's that's why I like listening to. I just you know I there's a bit of an awareness uh, that the flying thing and just being completely out of control is what what bothers me about about being on a plane. I'm I'm not piloting, and I don't know what's happening. And I loved listening. It was great. But yeah, I'm not surprised that they be, got rid of it because people are stupid. It should be standard on every flight. You should be able to hear what the hell's going on. I agree. So. That's what I. That's all I got from the trip. The wedding was good. They're hitched. We had all good right. food. We drank a lot. I am. I'm still trying to catch up on four days of uh, not working. Right. So. 
doesn't uh, doesn't help that I got back to the the loveliness of Pennsylvania, where there was a giant storm the day I like the day after I left, and more trees fell. So we've been cutting wood, and like <laughs> I want to write code. I can't cut wood today. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting combination of tasks you're taking on on a daily basis right now. I know it's it's so bizarre. It's like seriously, the morning is sweating and muddy and dirty and chainsaws and tractors, <laughs> and then the afternoon I'm like. I'm like, oh, how, do, how should I inherit this class? I, you know, <laughs> very, very strange, but, you know, it's fun. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? In the news! Speaking of horrific uh, flights and, and horrible things with airlines, uh, did you happen to see what happened with that uh, Asiana crash? I mean, obviously, we all saw the crash, but uh, the, the uh, news reporting in San Francisco? Yes, I actually did. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> Yeah, well, would you would you care to explain it for those people who like the the few people who haven't seen it yet or heard about it? Sure, no problem. So uh, a few days, or I guess uh, was it this? It wasn't the same day. I believe it was a day or two after the crash. There was some reporting in a, on a local station up in San Francisco Bay Area that listed the uh, Asiana flight pilots' names and as uh, in some incredibly ridiculously racist things, such as "Holy fuck." Uh, Some Captain Ting Wong. Ting Wong. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bang Ding Ow. <laughs> uh, it, it's incredibly funny, except for the fact that it actually really did happen. And uh, I'm a little surprised. San Francisco Bay Area, not exactly not used to the Asian community. Uh, that <laughs> this didn't get caught anywhere along the lines is is a bit ridiculous. But the uh, the funny thing for me is uh, the NTSB is blaming a rogue summer intern. We now have rogue interns <laughs> running around. <laughs> oh, call the NSA! Call the NSA! Yeah. So this is uh, just one of those, uh, another example of, of you know, don't outsource everything to your interns, and uh, you know, double check stuff. You're not paying them; they're they're kids. They're having a little bit of fun, and if you, your damn fault. <laughs> you, you know, I, it, this kind of smells fishy to me. It really does because it took you. You're looking at this. Somebody in that booth. Had to have picked up on it. Well, I mean, it was. It they was, had to yeah, make a graphic. Boxed, it was. Yeah, yeah they, we they have one graphics. of your lovely, stupid news graphics with with the names up there. So a ton of people saw this list before it went online. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying it's something fishy. Yeah, it's Fox. You know, so you take it, take it with a grain of salt there. <laughs> but the fact, and they ran it twice. Oh, did they? They ran it. They ran it at like the seven o'clock, and they reran it at ten o'clock. Oh, so that's awesome. And but I tell you what, the the woman who does the read is straight as an arrow. Straight, yeah, like there's that, nothing wrong. That's I, again, I find that hard to believe as well. I mean, there's just no way. But I no, do like this, the uh, NTSB statement earlier today in response to an inquiry from a media outlet. A summer intern acted outside the scope of his authority when he erroneously confirmed the names of the flight crew on her craft. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I mean, it's, the Onion. This would have been a, this would have been a perfect Onion story. And I'm sure they're pissed off that they didn't they didn't think of it. <laughs> yes, but they lost one. I don't there. even think that. I don't even think they would go that racist, but no, probably know. not. The Onion actually, you know, when they do go racist, it's for something that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. this was. I mean, yeah, this is a is a is a bummer of a crash. Two girls died, and it's or are they? Is it still just two? I kind of lost the thread. Um, I was. I'm not. I was flying. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was as well. So this happened before I. The crash happened the day before I was flying back to uh, L.A. from Toronto. So uh, I get a little, you know, superstitious about following up too much on plane crashes when I'm about to board one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I remember seeing this. I think this came out on Friday. Yeah, I think this was a was a Friday thing because I, I I I saw it as soon as I got got home and got off the plane. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole and, and here's the thing. I now that I'm reading, I told you last week I was reading just a ton of news. Now there there are no there are no editors or spell checkers. You you, you brought this up before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are so many typos and factual errors like some of the stories that i I was researching for today they were just like straight up factual errors in these stories yeah nobody really checks the budgets aren't there i suppose is is one thought on it but it's it's wrong it's it's nobody checks anything anymore you know double fact checking is not bringing up your google browser and looking at the first article that comes up that doesn't cut it no, I mean, but the authors should have a little bit more pride in their work. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I'm going to post something, I read it like four or five times yeah. all the way through. And, you know, I'll take a good hour on, a, on you know, just like maybe a 500 word piece of just rereading and checking it, making sure everything is typed right. I'm, I am insanely, you know, detail oriented when it comes to anything that I write. And these people are getting paid for it. I just do it for fun. Yeah. 
Well, the, you know, I'm fed a lot of in, in my day job. I'm fed a lot of the social network updates from obvious from interns at management companies and whatnot. And you know, we're not even talking 500 words here. We're talking a, a sentence or two. And how how they can spell things wrong in, in one or two sentences is beyond me. Everything has a spell check built into it now. You know that little red line that comes underneath the words, kids? That means something's spelled wrong. Yeah, but in, and also, even if it's spelled wrong, make sure that it's being replaced with the right word. <laughs> yes. You know, pool versus poll, there's a big difference. When you talk about, you know, the the pool that CNN did to, to find out if Zimmerman was guilty or not from the – it's like, no, you didn't do a pool. You did a poll. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Reread it and make sure it makes sense. Don't yeah. – uh, uh, I mean, it's like CNN Reuters. Seriously, like major – the Washington Post. I've seen seen – errors on all of these sites and it's ridiculous it's like nobody gives a shit anymore well, nobody does Have... that seems to be the case <laughs> well, yeah so and uh i got another little bit of news uh do you use hulu no i don't okay neither do i so for Commercials. me they put com- if i'm going to spend eight bucks i mean yeah eight bucks isn't a whole bunch of money no. but like i go to netflix i spend eight bucks a month i watch the shows i want to watch no commercials i watch hulu commercials yeah no not cool yeah, well, Hulu was owned by the uh, by the big uh, networks, so it makes sense that they would try to inject their own business model into it. And double dip it. Uh, regardless of what we think about it, quite a few people really, really, really love their Hulu. And uh, as of last week, it was looking to be sold to either DirecTV, AT&T, Time Warner, one of the big cable companies, rather than the networks owning it, which caused everybody to who does love Hulu to have a minor heart attack, I guess, because I don't know why. Like, you and I both already know that they have commercials on there anyway, so who cares actually who owns it? So uh, I think it's I think it's a conflict of interest for for the the networks themselves to own it. But. I, I think it does is as well because it's it's their own programming, so you know they're yeah. yeah but uh, we also you know in much the same way that nobody seems to give a crap about their writing anymore, nobody seems to care about too much about monopolies anymore either. Yeah. So, but uh, regardless, uh, breaking news is that the sale is now off and. Uh, the uh, owners are injecting about $750 million into Hulu to keep it going themselves. Um, but as we've seen with Hulu, it's uh, every other week they're up for sale again. So it'll probably just a month away from it happening again. Yeah, I got, I, I got no horse in, in this this race. So <laughs> I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with my Netflix and just going with that. I mean, there were a couple shows on there that I kind of wanted to see. So I got the 30-day trial and right. watched them and what was done. Yeah, I got to do the trials on some of these things. I, f- I figure if I do a Netflix trial, I can z- I can zoom through the couple shows that I want to watch without having to pay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I really couldn't care less about Hulu. If, if they if they went away tomorrow, my life would change, not one iota. Right. So. <laughs> and I, I know a bunch of people that do have cut the, you know, cut the cord. They don't have cable anymore. So for them, it's it's a bigger deal. But yeah, yeah. I see. I still, babies. you know, I still do the do the cable thing, just my bundle with internet and everything, and that works for me. So for me, I don't really give a crap. But there you go. Yeah, and I've I've done the cord cutting before, and I had a that was back when my main gateway to everything was either uh, a an like an Xbox 360, yeah, or uh, you know an HDMI cable in a in a MacBook, but. It just got to be such a hassle because I wanted to see – that was like right when the, the big financial uh, crisis was going on back in the late 2000s. Yeah. And I just I just wanted news. That's the <laughs> hardest part. I'm like, I want to see what the hell is going on. Is the, is the sky falling? Is the sky falling? And in retrospect, that was a really, really kind of stupid way to, to get the news but because it, it, it was just crap news anyway. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Read a book. Read a book. Screw it all. Read a book. And speaking of books, one last bit of news that is kind of affects me. Uh, as you know, I've, I've been doing uh, Apple eBooks uh, as part of my business recently. Uh, Apple got smacked by the uh, government, and a judge ruled that Apple was <laughs> engaged in collusion on eBook pricing, which is hardly oh, shocking. Oh yeah, I saw this. Did you see the video? No, I didn't see the video. Oh, there's a video of Steve Jobs talking to Walt Mossberg, <laughs> and and basically that was what was cited as the damning evidence. Because Walt's like, "Hey, uh, well, how are you going to charge fourteen ninety nine, and Amazon's going to charge nine ninety nine over here?" And he's like, "No, the price will be fourteen ninety nine across the board." Yeah, it was just like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oops." Yeah, well, good, good, you know, good on him, I guess, for for breaking that up. But are we hardly surprised that uh, that was trying to happen, anyways? No. 
Not really. No. I mean, there was basically collusion across the board with if the old school bookstores as well. It's not like the prices were all that different between, say, Borders and Barnes & Noble back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a race to the bottom on those prices for the most part. So if they if if, if they get together, then they can raise the bottom. <laughs> back that back. Back it up. Back it up. It's done. In the balls. Seriously? Seriously. No, no seriously. That's the, that's the name of a uh, a new game that the creator of Pong is uh, trying to get kickstarted. The creator of he, Pong. Pong, like Atari Pong, mm-hmm. you know, ping pong. Okay. Uh, and he's he's uh, partnered with Roger Hector, who is uh, known for Sonic the Hedgehog and Madden NFL Football. I, I did love my to Sonic. name a few. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a uh, it's a reality or a, a, not a uh, reality. It's a I think it's an ARG. Okay. augmented reality game all right um where you hold out you just questions and cards and you hold the cards in front of the phone and it it does something so these okay. guys are looking for a hundred k okay for, uh to start up their game right so far it is uh they've got 27 backers <laughs> at eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> right so they August need at 11th. least okay. yeah at least a hundred grand now i'm sorry if you have been in the video game business for <laughs> ever since the whole damn thing started, you made pong. You can't come up with a hundred grand. <laughs> yes, seriously. Well, that, seriously, that, that is my. <laughs> That's why they're calling it seriously. Seriously, uh, by you get it productions actually, which is also kind of amusing. As in, you're getting it up the ass if you give it, give the money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, this is re- I mean this is the same problem I had with with the, you know, my original rants about the musicians and celebrities, people that had been in the game and had made a ton of money and they can't they won't put up their own money anymore, which, you know, is smart as we all know. <laughs> if you're going to do something, never use your own money, but uh, this is starting to get ridiculous. No, this is these guys could go to any I mean this guy worked uh Alcorn mm-hmm. worked, you know, in Silicon Valley, worked with, you know, Everybody he worked at Apple. He worked at uh, he co-founded Zowie Entertainment, right. which they, which was a Paul Allen company. So right there, you can just call up Paul and say, "Hey man, can you drop me a hundy?" And you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. And that was sold to Lego. Um, and it's like, come on, guys, that's it, ridiculous. Actually, as I'm kind of scrolling through this and reading through it, they're doing something that I think is almost even worse. Not only are they asking for money, they want you to be a creative backer. So give us money to do this, plus help us build out our game by submitting questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, why don't I just make this myself? Do? I don't need them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, it's a, you know, it's a trivia game where they basically want you to write all the questions. Maybe yeah. Trevi should have uh, yeah, taken Trevi, a note. From him. Yeah, maybe they could actually sell their database to these guys and, well, you know, actually just, they can become creative backers and give them money and the database because that's kind of what these guys are asking for. Mm-hmm. Seriously, get off your ass, guys, and do it yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, I'm just – I generally don't get to up my panties in a bunch about these things because right. that's, that's, that's your purview. But yeah. I just had to jump in today <laughs> because I'm like – no, no, this is this is yeah, this is exactly right up the alley of the things that drive me absolutely insane about Kickstarter, and uh, yeah. I, I hate these people automatically. Plus, the game looks stupid. I don't need it looks an augmented really reality trivia game. Make me an app or make me cards. I don't need to do both. Yeah, this is like Henry Ford trying to Kickstarter a go kart company. <laughs> okay, that was good. That's all I got on this one. It's just like, and and I think everybody notices because. Literally 27 people. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And it's it, uh, funding period July. Tw- so 27 people. It's only been up for two days. But in two <laughs> days, you know, you get your two bursts, your two, your two big bursts right yep. at the beginning, right at and the right end. At the so end. they've got 27 people now. It's dead yeah. in the water. Yeah, Thank this is going to happen. Thank God. So, so. Seriously, go, seriously, go back to work. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we should start outsourcing our podcast. Let's let's put up a grumpy old uh, geeks thing, and uh, let's ask people for money, and uh, they can go ahead and submit other crappy kickstarters for us. So then we can just make fun of it. Hey, that works. Okay, cool. Sure, you call that It's crap. So uh, I I actually have an app. I know how rare that is. Um, you know, like you having a kickstarter. Here I go with an app I found. Um, 
it's called Prismatic, and I haven't really decided if it's crap or not yet. Um, I thought it was interesting because, you know, we were talking a bit about, you know, Google Reader and RSS feeds and whatnot last week, and then uh, the very first thing I stumble upon is kind of, you know, basically a, a social news reader. Um, that, that's what they're trying to call it. Uh, Why didn't you, did, did you stumble? Did you stumble upon stumble upon through stumble upon? I did not use stumble <laughs> upon. No, I actually okay. don't even remember. I think it was yet another Facebook ad. So Facebook ads seem to be working at the moment. Uh, well, I thought you never me. saw ads. Um, You're the one that says you never see Facebook ads. What's, well, what's, I don't see them on my desktop. I see them on my phone. Oh, oh, okay. You know, you can't really avoid them on, on the phone because right, you know, yeah, because they lock everything down okay, so mystery solved anyways prismatic uh social news reader basically you you sign up it, it pulls in from your facebook feed you know destroys your privacy a bit that way uh comes up with a number of kind of automatic suggestions for you for various categories i kind of found it amusing that two of the categories that came up were irish americans and beer for me uh guess too much time spending spent at irish bars <laughs> um so, you know, you pick your categories, and, you know, I did a lot of tech news and entertainment, obviously, because that's what I like. And the theory behind this is is that, you know, at, the more you use the app, the more it will remember every single story that you click on, and they have an algorithm, you know, one of those fancy things that Facebook uses that nobody explains, um, that will basically try to feed you more and more news tailored exactly to your interests. That's the concept. Uh, I know you downloaded it, and you've been using it a little bit, too. Do you find it doing anything? I just seem to be getting pretty much the same sort of news feeds that I would get if I just went to my normal sites that I go to. So here's the deal. I didn't download it because I didn't find a way to download an app. It's a web app for me. So I'm oh, just really? using the web app. Yeah, I could okay. not find a way to download it. Their site was so bad I couldn't figure it out. Huh. I did find their, their completely uh, – <laughs> arrogant hiring page which was i mean you just have to read it to believe it. it's like are you a super duper genius motherfucker who wants to change the world i'm like you're making news dude um <laughs> you, i tell you what go well, go just go read the hiring page because it's it's hilarious these guys so, are super big on on what we used to call the wired buzzwords uh to, even in their press releases you know uh, social news discovery works really well if you follow the right people but often it's not good for finding topics that fall out of your proxy of interest proxy yeah. of interest are you friggin' kidding me <laughs> so these guys are big on the big words but so i it seems, to be, it seems to be okay i mean i find myself you know loading it up and, and scrolling through and certainly everything that shows up except for you know the glee guy dying because i hate glee I, I feel bad for the guy but i hate glee um you know it's about right on the only sports thing that pops up is the dodgers because that's about all i pay attention to well obviously i pay attention to soccer but you know this is america and we don't get soccer news um a lot of tech stuff i mean it's kind of seems to be nailing it for me a little bit okay so here's what i did mm-hmm. i signed up and didn't use any social network to sign up. I just signed up with an email address right. and my name, right? Yeah. So I wanted to see what it what it originally just gave me out of the box. Right. So I got posts on public nudity. <laughs> I got posts on Hispanic news. I got tons of conspiracy theory stuff. Really? Uh, oh, yes. Whistleblower exposes lunar bases and ruins is up there now from Disclosed.tv. Uh, if you were to look at this in person, you would die instantly. Um, you know what? <laughs> Yours sounds way more interesting than me. Maybe I should nuke all my preferences and see just what it gives me. <laughs> yeah, 10 best celebrity PDA on Instagram. Uh, and here's one I don't even know. If it, Obama files federal charges against George Zimmerman following acquittal in shooting. Is that true? I haven't checked the news yet, so I don't uh, even know if that's true. I'm not sure either. Actually, this is interesting. Hmm. We just finished talking about Asiana Airlines and the TV station that aired the fake names. Asiana Airlines mulling legal action against TV station that aired fake names. <laughs> is this app listening to our podcast in real time? Yeah, it must be because <laughs> it's uh, – I mean the, the stuff on here is just so ridiculously bad. Right. Um yeah, I, just, I could keep going. I could keep going, but it seems... I, I really don't want to. And, and here's yeah. the thing: I know that underneath, because like I said, I'm on the web app, mm-hmm. and this is for as smart as they claim to be in their the we're hiring page, right. and even on their blog where they talk about they they show code and all their closure stuff that they're doing and all this crap. Yeah. Well, on the left hand side is the main news window. On the yeah. right hand side is a really uh, ineffectual sidebar because the suggestions is an iframe that can't scroll. It's ridiculous. But they use um, infinite scroll on the left. Right. And I swear 
I've seen a footer peek through. And this is one of those things where if you if if you make this faux pas and you you're building websites, you should be just kicked off the net. And I'm going to go back to this. If you have a footer yes. and and use infinite scroll, yes. You just should be beaten to death because people <laughs> see the footer, they go to click on something in the footer, they want to hit contact, they want to hit about whatever. As soon as they get their mouse anywhere near it, the next batch of posts loads. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, how stupid do you have to be to put a footer on an infinite scroll that's not pinned? Yes. Yep, I agree. <laughs> no, so, I'm actually uh, I'm kind of scrolling through their site a little bit because I just looked at the app, and, and these guys just think they're way too cool for school. I don't know if you looked at the people page on, on their website. Where... You know what? I have to log out because on their, you can't get back to their normal pages. Oh, once you're logged in. Without, yeah. Once you're logged in, you can't see any of the people, jobs. They got Buzz, blog, yeah, in the yeah. blog. Well, you know, they, they first off, they but say yes. Prismatic is the most interesting place in the universe, which is incredibly arrogant and then they have their look we're cool funny quirky uh photos animated gifts okay of themselves. i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> prismatic is the most in- interesting place in the universe second guy down is wearing orange shorts no shoes and a green lantern shirt listening to an ipod yep oh wait oh wait no he's got in some of the the animated giffies he's got no shoes and in like one frame he's got uh, what do you call those Jesus slippers that all the hippies like? Um, um, oh, uh, what the hell are those? Birkenstocks. Those, yeah, he's got those on. Yeah. So, okay, right now you're not – oh, he's got a PhD in computer science from Berkeley. That explains it. Yeah. Well, the the blog is also quite interesting because they're very proud of their programming. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, okay. yeah. Well, there's there's yeah, only five yeah. people there. Yeah, there's only five people, so that's that's not too – it's kind of impressive for what they're doing. How the hell interesting can it be with five people? Well, they certainly definitely have a good PR company because the, the word is out there big time. There's a lot of, a lot of buzz about this app at the moment. So I'm going to continue what's, playing what's, around what's with it. What's different from these guys than um, what's, the, what's the iPad app that everybody loves? Flipboard? Yeah, Flipboard. What's the difference? Well, this has a special ag- algorithm. So does Flipboard. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> these guys have, have a Green Lantern guy. With Birkenstocks, yeah, and, and they're funny and clever and cute and talk about themselves a lot on their own website. That's what's different. Okay. Yeah, if you want to be an interaction designer here, you must design with a strong sense of empathy. <laughs> Synthesize our vision together with user interviews and feedback to generate new ideas. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah. Big words, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of these. It's a lot of wired buzzwords. Anyways, I'm going to continue to play around with the app for at least one more week. So I'll report back next week to see if uh, okay. I think they're actually doing anything. I mean that. The design's kind of nice on it. I like that. So, except for the infinite scroll where you don't need it. Well, I mean, I'm just talking on the app, so I have not used the uh, the web page at all. So, okay, here's 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 one that I got to bring up. Okay, this is under their design positions. Growth design. Define how product and marketing combine to form a powerful growth engine. <laughs> blow up, no, blow up growth greats. To new levels with breakthrough creative ideas. What's a growth great? I, I don't know. You understand the social interaction drives growth when done well and drives confusion when done poorly, as when driving through a great of growth. <laughs> Ensure great initial user experience and get our customers to the aha moment as quickly as possible. I have no idea what that position is all about. Yeah. Oh, oh there's, you have to read more. Okay, SEO, SEM, viral. Host wait, tool. hold on oh. one second. I, I'm looking at the headline here. I thought this was a social news reader, but they're saying reimagine entertainment on every device. Is is this news or entertainment? I'm sorry well, to get see, lost on what they're trying to do here. Well, that's that's the thing. Are they? This was a technorati issue. It's like, were we a media company? Were we a search engine? What 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 is this? And you got to be everything you know, to all people now, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, so these guys basically just still have it's a it's a newsreader that is slurping in content that people didn't agree to slurp in, and yeah. eventually will put ads on because my newsreader, I specifically say I want these I want these stories. These people are taking possibly stories from your site, my site, whatever site, yep. putting them in front of people without asking permission, yep. and and then going to make a buck or two off of it eventually. Eventually, yep. yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, well, enjoy it. I'm done with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm except, gonna have a hard except time. Except I want my daily dose of tinfoil hatness because the tinfoil hatness stuff is actually pretty good. See, I'm jealous Some of that. I, I, I might actually have to nuke my preferences after this week is over and then try that out. But I'm gonna have a really hard time launching this app now without seeing that stupid guy in Birkenstocks and, and the Green Lantern T-shirt. They should actually have just changed that to their little icon. 
<laughs> Dorkmatic. Yeah, because the orange matches his shorts, too. Yep. Okay. Triforce, whatever. Oh. Okay. Nice pick. Thank you. <laughs> In in the security world, the summer is the best time for conventions, especially if you're a hacker, right. because you've got Black Hat and DEF CON back-to-back in Vegas. You'd think those that you guys two. would choose winter because uh, those guys tend to be kind of heftier and wear a lot of dark, heavy clothing. They never leave the hotel. Okay. Air conditioning. <laughs> about air conditioning. Gotcha. And and most hackers aren't aren't hefty. Okay. Things no. might have changed. Hmm. Most of, I've never really met any... Large hackers are usually scrawny. Oh, okay. Scrawny with really long hair and bad <laughs> facial hair. And um, yeah, seriously, most of the hackers I've ever met are skinny. Right. Except, you know, Kevin Mitnick got chubby when they took his picture for that one that one bit, but he was always generally fairly fit <laughs> while he was on the run. Right. So back to this. Yes. So Black Hat's first, DEF CON second. Okay. The founder of DEFCON this year, Jeff Moss, has made a, a request uh, asking that the feds not show up to DEFCON this year. <laughs> okay. Saying that all of, the, all of the kerfuffle that's going on with Snowden and the NSA and all the realizations about what's, what they've actually been doing for the past 10 years yes. are out. And, and the hackers might need a break since tensions are high that maybe the feds should just stay away this year. <laughs> okay. And – now, just so you know, the last year at DEFCON, uh, General Keith Alexander, who is the director of the NSA and the leader of the U.S. Cyber Command, spoke at DEFCON. Right. <laughs> so he was a guest. Which is and, cool. I like that. Yeah. And it was – I actually watched it, watched, watched his talk, and it was a really good talk except for the part where he just lied through his teeth about <laughs> what they're tracking about us. And it's worth, it's worth watching. I'll put a link in the show notes to go watch the talk. Because it, it is a really interesting talk. He's he's a pretty personable, cool, funny guy. I give him give him credit for that. Right. And uh, well, Spen knew what he was talking about, but except for when the question came in on like, what are you tracking about us? He's like, well, no, we're not doing anything outside of our purview. We, you know, <laughs> civil liberties, the whole nine yards. You know, <laughs> it's just like if you watch it. And just go back and read the news. If, if right. anybody's been under a rock, just go back and read the news about what the NSA has been doing <laughs> and then listen to what, you know, General Alexander says. They, they just don't mesh up yeah, at all. Not quite matching up. <laughs> so some people have already already pulling out of DEF CON because they see DEF CON as like, you know, everybody going with one goal being open about, you know, security and trying to make things more secure and, you know. Right ideas going back and forth and you know i mean yeah defcon does have the spot the fed game but it seems like the whole thing is kind of in good fun because there are smart guys on both sides of the aisle there and it's it it just seems kind of kind of stupid to 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 do this if you know why is uh the dark tangent like really putting this out there yeah i mean other than desperate need for publicity perhaps no 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 defcon <laughs> sells out every year okay no there's trust me you, it's hard to get into defcon <laughs> and and they're not checking ids i mean it's not like uh they're gonna keep anybody out they're like it's just like hey guys can you just not come it's like what what's the point yeah i don't i don't quite understand that and on the flip side of that general keith alexander will be giving the keynote at black hat this year <laughs> <laughs> So he's going over to the other side and speaking there first. And I just the, – the whole thing is is kind of silly. It's – these guys are – I mean it's people who are in the, the black hat, gray hat, white hat, you know, security community. They go back and forth to work for government. Government comes back and works in private sector. It's a whole – it's a whole community. Right. So just saying guys don't show up makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, it doesn't seem to make any sense at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wish I, I've never been to a Black Hat or a DEF CON. I kind of wish like back in the day when they started, I would have gone because it seems really cool. <laughs> the stuff, the, the the videos, fortunately, especially for DEF CON, I haven't, haven't dug too much into the Black Hat site. But uh, DEF CON, I've, I'm halfway downloading the videos from last year's DEF CON, DEF CON 20. Right. 
and I'm I'm at two full days of video already. <laughs> they put all of the pan- or most of the panels up with slides with the presenters. It's all free. You can just go download them. And I've, I've got my my little iPad Mini is full now <laughs> of just tons of crazy hacking stuff that I just I find fascinating. Right. I love it. Yeah, so it all looks pretty worth worth checking out. Yeah. Very funny. It's interesting to. I'm I'm actually looking at their, their website right now, and they post a clarification, which isn't much of a, doesn't make things too much clearer for me. Uh, apparently, many in yeah. the press can't parse the English language very well. Nowhere in DT's statement did he ban anyone from attending. There's a lot of tension in the community right now, and he was asking politely for feds to consider not attending. What the hell does that even mean? This this seems See, a bit ridiculous. Here's the deal. If it, in my position, mm-hmm. if I was going there. I would want as many feds there as as you could possibly get, so I can talk to them and ask them what the fuck are you guys yeah. doing, and why not hear what they're doing? It's, you know? It is one community, like you said. These people bounce back and forth a lot of the time. It, it's stupid. This is this guy is just uh, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he's got that prismatic app and he's getting way too many uh, black helicopter stories in his feed and starting to freak out. Who knows? No, but he's a he's a consultant for Department of Homeland Security. It's not like he's not tied in with these people. He does, these people are his friends. Oh, he's a consultant it's, for it's, them, really. Because yeah, the, no, that's what I'm saying. There's there's cross pollination between both of these communities, like heavy cross pollination. Yeah, because the last line of the clarification is: if you are on your own dime pursuing your own personal interests in hacking and not assigned to be there working your federal intel job, then don't consider yourself a Fed. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like, huh? On the dime as a consultant, was isn't he a Fed? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know I posted a uh, posted a couple links to go check mm-hmm. out some of the stuff, and I posted one of the links um, to one of the uh, speakers that have pulled out, and and none of it's actually making any sense. Why the speakers pulled out? Just there's a this whole thing is really stupid. It's those. Right. This guy should have just shut up and had as much fun as he could <laughs> have. But right. Yeah, he's an advisor on cybersecurity to DHS. There you so. go. And I don't know if if somebody can clarify this, please drop us a note because I'm just baffled. I'm befuddled. I'm befuddled. <laughs> baffled and befuddled. The whole thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I have a little security um, thing as well, which is uh, again rather weird for me. It's it's also an app. I mean, <clears throat> the headline kind of caught my eye uh, earlier this week. Apple approves Stalker's Dream app background check. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, better download that. <laughs> Better install that right away and take a look. Um, it's nothing new. It's it's been verified.com, which has had you know their website's been up for ages, and you can pay and uh, you know find out information about people. Um, they're basically doing a really good job of marketing themselves. You know, so now they have an app. So on your iPhone, and you get you get basically one credit free per month if you register, and you can check out one person every month. Okay, that's that's fine. That's great. Whatever. Uh, you know, I tried it out. Of course, I ran out on myself as well. Um, you know, I found out it's got all the sort of stuff that you would expect to see. Basically, every address I've had for the last 15, 20 years. Uh, family names, you know, people that I was on leases with are people connected to you. Now, in the, in their press release, they talk about, uh, you know, find out what social networks they're on, blah, 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 blah. I didn't see any of that stuff for me. I don't know why it came up. It didn't come up, you know. Uh, check out online photos, websites, blog posts, entire online presence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're marketing it in that kind of, you know, creepy way. Like, want to know, imagine sitting at the bar and finding out the truth about the person who just bought you a drink all before they returned from the bathroom. <laughs> all of that sort of yeah. stuff. And, you know, then they, they're actually doing a really hard pitch because, you know, once I signed up for the download and registered, I've gotten, I did this yesterday and I didn't get a chance to actually check myself out until today. Um, I've gotten about seven different emails from them pushing me to do the purchase. Uh, curious about someone you just met. Don't recognize that phone number that's calling you or that email address. What's in your public records? Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, all of, obviously, they're just pulling straight from public record anyways. And I think it's worth everybody downloading yeah. it because you get to try it out for free. Do yourself. Search yourself. Make sure that the any information up there is accurate or, you know, if there's something that you're really freaked out about. Uh, I was fine. So, But then uh, when you do do the report and then you have it, you, you can get a PDF emailed to you. It's, it's funny because the entire first page says, please remember, you're restricted from using bin verified for, and then a whole list of things that 
gets them off the hook legally. You know, employment screening, hiring of household workers, tenant screening, educational qualification, credit or insurance, business transactions initiated by an individual customer. So, you know, they're, they're covering their legal asses there, which is kind of amusing. So that begs the question, what would you use this for other than to stalk some chick? <laughs> or find out if the dude that the chick is dating at the bar exactly. is a scumbag. Yep. But this is this is not the first no. one. These have been around. Uh, there used to be one mm-hmm. called Date Check from mm-hmm. Intellius. That's the one that I used to use back in 2009, right. 2010. And they they gave you – they didn't do, have this model where they would give you a full – like a, you know, a full profile right. on somebody. You'd get minimal stuff. You'd get you know a, a little bit of stuff. And then you could sign up and get the full right. package. And it's it's been pulled from uh, it's been pulled from the App Store. I don't know how long ago it was pulled, but they have a, like their different app now, just a straight Intellius mm-hmm. app. And I'm I'm wondering how long this one has before it gets pulled. We actually ran a report on my roommate one time. We were like, let's see yeah. what they got on you. Just you know, sitting around having some cocktails. Let's see what they got. And it the the information was so so weird and wrong that we actually paid the 40 bucks to get right. the report and had to actually call them and get a refund back because it was so it was such terrible and incorrect information it was like like a third of it was her two thirds of it were like just an amalgamation of other people that were named her that like yeah. lived in the same like they, they were like you know 30 years apart like birth dates were 30 years apart because it is it's all called yeah. from google searches public record information, arrest records, yeah. all this stuff. And it's, it's like junk Yeah, a lot info. of it is You know, it's almost completely junk, junk info. I was looking at my own report, and everything in there is correct. You know, I, none of it really relates to my life anymore whatsoever because it's like ancient addresses and like the first cell phone number I ever had in college and all, that sort of crap. But I was intrigued because they had aliases, and it listed three aliases. Like, had the number three, and then you have to click and see what they are. And I was like, aliases? I've never had an alias. And I click on it, and it's just my name spelled exactly the same three times over. I'm like, that, that's not. Yeah, yeah, mine was spelled. Mine was just misspellings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I get misspellings on mine because my 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 last name yeah. is so apparently hard to. I always got to spell. think about it, man. Is it two L's and two P's? Yeah, that's right. Two L's. <laughs> two I's, two I's, two L's, two P's. <laughs> so you know, yeah, you, so. the the marketing on this is really good, but it's kind of the same shit all over again. The only difference is you kind you get yeah. one free a month, which is kind of neat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one free pile of crap a month is still no, a pile true. of crap. That is exactly true. Doesn't. But I will, you know, continue. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust, trust them either. So, but you know, now that I've signed up for them, I'm sure they'll have a, they'll have that in there forever. So. Now, if we if we had a Prism app where I could actually get the report, <laughs> I would pay for that. But you know, you can just go get a private investigator's license and get access to all yeah. that stuff anyway. There are there are tons of really good databases that private investigators right. use. That, you know, you can just call them, have them run this. It would probably cost less to call a private investigator, spend the 50 bucks that you would spend on a full report on right. one of these apps and have them give you a real report. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So if you, if you really want to find out about somebody, there are way better ways to do it. Um, I just I wouldn't give these guys any money. And the fact that they're emailing you. That's, you know, that's just yeah. spammy. No, that's and I just, just uh, I actually shit. just did the email search bit, which is where you get all the social media reports and all that sort of stuff. And it's all completely wrong. So this app sucks. Like the photos are not me. The I'm not even on Bebo. Uh, the MySpace profile is a different Brian with a different last name. I'm not on Flickr. Yeah, none of this stuff is actually me. So this is all completely wrong. <laughs> There you so, go. There Another you go. Crap app. Yeah, shuffle this one back up to crap app. <laughs> okay. All right. It's the library. Being around airports and flights and the mass of humanity, I want to say something. I mean, I know this isn't actually a book review, even though we're in at the library. Yes. Um, I hear this quote all the time, and I've heard it four times in two days on in what three airports okay <laughs> the the old the quote goes and you hear this a lot with self-help gurus and shit yes. like that insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results yes I, i'm Attribu- well aware of that quote <laughs> yes and it's attributed mainly to einstein also ben franklin or mark twain right none of those guys ever said that <laughs> period 
I just want to I, I want to make sure that people listening to this know that that is a bullshit quote, <laughs> not from anybody smarter than they are. Right. The there are a couple theories about where it came from. Uh, the the main one I heard was uh, this writer Rita Mae Brown. She uh, had it in her book in 1983 called Sudden Death. That was the big one that was circulating around for a while that everybody thought, okay, we found we found the culprit, you know. Nope. Ain't it. <laughs> um, if, you, if you believe the Wikipedias, right. it can go back as far as the late 60s um, in uh, University of California Irvine social studies lectures where it was being used as a teaching reference. But the earliest provable actual quote is in a Narcotics Anonymous uh, document <laughs> from the oh, when was it? I believe it was the 1981, 1981. So maybe Rita May was writing her book in 81 because we know it takes a while for books to go from writing to print to publish. And maybe she was Narcotics Anonymous and she found it in there because their quote is – Insanity is repeating the same mistakes and expecting different results. There you go. So it somehow just kind of got into popular culture, maybe from there. Interesting. Yeah. And the attribution to Einstein and Franklin, it's just, you know, just another lazy one of those one of those idiot (laughs) things that somebody came up with and goes, ooh, that's so smart. I think Einstein must have said that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what that's just please. If you hear that and somebody says, Einstein said, no, smack them, pop them in the nuts, do whatever. Just make sure they never say it again. (laughs) Because that's not what insanity is. Look it up. That is not the definition of insanity. Everybody's got a dictionary. Look it up. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I actually still, I mean, I like the quote, even though I don't, you know, I wouldn't take it literally like that. So it does, you know, it's always had a bit of resonance for me. And, and you know, I, I've often said it when banging my head up against the wall on a coding problem. I keep doing it the same way and I'm expecting a different result and I don't get it. So I like the quote. It's interesting to learn where it came from, though, because uh, I've know also heard it attributed to so many people. It's ridiculous. I don't think that's insanity. I think that's life. I think no. we all just do that. That is very true. It's human nature. How many times when you lost your keys do you look under the same cushion over and over again <laughs> expecting them to pop up? Exactly. That's that's just life. <laughs> well, I actually um, I d- didn't have a book because I'm still working through a book that I'm not going to recommend, and I haven't gotten to Seneca yet. But we've ended up talking so much about flying on this particular podcast and, and airports and whatnot that I uh, an old book that I read came to mind that that I actually really love, um, and I you know just googled him and uh, the guy's name is uh, Patrick Smith, and he's a he's a pilot. Um, has been for a while. He's he's used to write a regular article for either Slate or Salon, I can't remember which one, that I always read. And, and he still pops up and does articles every time something major happens. So he's obviously, he just wrote an article about the Asiana accident. Um, but he's got a great book called Ask the Pilot. And uh, he's at askthepilot.com as well, where he keeps a blog and, and you know, you can get all of his articles that he writes for everybody. And um, I guess he just has a new book out called Cockpit Confidential, Everything You Need to Know About Air Travel, Questions, Answers, oh. and Reflections. He's he's a really good writer. Um, he's probably just a little bit older than us because he talks a lot about his past. And, you know, he was, like, listening to Joy Division and all that sort of stuff and how he got started flying. And just uh, he debunks all the stuff that you hear about in popular culture just tears apart popular culture articles about any time there's a plane crash and the theories and all that sort of stuff. Um, if, if you're afraid of flying or if you think that flying is a ridiculous process these days and it should never be that way, you should read this guy's book. It's awesome. Really good stuff. Uh, definitely eased my mind a lot about flying. I'm actually more scared of the you know, the people on the ground than I am of being up in the air now. It's <laughs> you're, you're in a worse situation in the airport with, with all that security than you are in a plane. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't wait to check this out. I, this sounds really cool. And it is available on Kindle. So we'll get those links in our, sh- in, in the show notes. So yeah, I loved the first book. And, and now that I see that he has a second one that is on deck <laughs> right after Seneca. Okay, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I will throw out one actual book recommendation too. Um, okay. If you're big into like spy planes and stuff like that, it's a book called Sled Drivers. Oh, it's okay. it's very expensive. Sled Drivers were what they called pilots of the SR-71 Blackbird. 
<laughs> and right. the, the book Sled Drivers is written by two of the pilots, or a pilot and a co-pilot, pilot navigator, the two guys in the in the plane. And it has their photographs, their stories. I got my dad a signed copy one year for Father's Day, and it was like 270 bucks. It's not a cheap book, but if you're <laughs> into that kind of thing, like big, giant, beautiful, like 80-pound coffee table books. Right. I'll put a link in the show notes, but check out Sled Drivers. It's really cool. And there's a really cool story that I'll put in, in the show notes, too, about doing ground speed checks that I, I'm sure a lot of people have read before, but it's really cool. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so you can check it out. Awesome. The web's not dead. I found yet another high-end curated site for really cool stuff that I like. So um, in, in addition to my fab.com pantheon, I now have touchofmodern.com. And this is, again, another one that I found through a Facebook ad. Um, but they do have some beautiful stuff. Um, absolutely gorgeous. And uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about what irks me about it and, and also irks Jason about it, uh, the sign-in well, process. Well, wait, no, no, before oh. that, let's talk about some of the beautiful stuff because that's what I was looking at when <laughs> you were late. Right. I, I found a $23,000 watch on here that I really, really want. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Devon Tread 1. So... I can't get into the site yet. I had to find it on their blog because they do have a ridiculous sign-up process. You know, the interesting thing is I never got an invite or anything. So I, if you click through from, I think, the Facebook ad, it'll just let you join. Probably, So yeah. that seems to be the way it works. I didn't even know that there was they were doing that annoying thing where you have to like get an invite and invite friends to do it. Um, I, yeah. I can send you an invite. i got to bring three people. So. Yeah, i got to bring three people till I can get okay, in. Okay, so yeah, or just click on the Facebook ad because I got in no problem. But the, the sign-in process is still annoying to me. I, I hate sites that don't let you see anything unless you sign in, which is what they do. You know, They just bring up the page. You can't even look through anything without signing up. Can't stand that to begin with. Then if you're already... so. When I come to the site, I have to click on already a member. Then a little email address box pops up where I put in my email address. But I can't even put my password in right away. I have to click submit, and then I get to put in my password, and then I'm oh. finally in the site. Oh, my God, it's so annoying. That's ridiculous. I freaking hate it. But they have beautiful stuff. <laughs> they just have... Is it stuff you can afford? Because I haven't been able to get in. All I found on their blog is like stuff that is... Literally, like you know, twenty, thirty thousand. Oh, it's all it's shot. all over the map. A lot of it is really affordable. I mean, I'm looking at this uh, caloric practical home appliances. They have this stunningly gorgeous glass toaster that's sixty bucks. You know, beautiful salt and pepper grinder set that's fifteen bucks. It's all over the map. I mean, then you've got your watches that are like five hundred to ten thousand dollars. They have full like bedding and couching and furniture sets that are just you know. It's it's all over the place, so it depends on, on what you... Oh, look at this oh, beautiful wall-mounted corkscrew that I can put right next to my, my refrigerator <laughs> beer opener. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wish I could look at it, but I can't get well, in. I will so. send you the invites so you can get in. Um, or, okay. like I said, everybody, just you know, click on, click on that uh, Facebook ad when you see it because you can get directly in without any invites. Actually... No, screw that. Go to the show notes and click on my link because I put my link in there so I can get in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Do that so Jason can get in and look around. And, and you know, again, like I, you know, we've talked about a bunch of times surrounding yourself with, with interesting, beautiful stuff. Um, these guys have got a lot of it. This and fab.com, like whenever I need anything anymore, even particularly if it's just a humdrum kind of household thing, I'll go look at fab and now touch of modern to see what they've got first because you'll find something that's maybe, you know, five percent more expensive than what you'd get at target but it's gorgeous and stunning so see after after going going back and rereading seneca i just i want almost nothing <laughs> i am so i'm going back to going back to the spartan lifestyle it's like i just don't want anything right. yeah well i i like the really lean uncluttered look as well which is kind of the nicer aspects of, of a lot of these de high-end designers kind of do that minimalistic approach to things i mean you're still going to need a bottle opener so get one that's really cool and minimalistic. You're still going to want a coffee machine. So get one that's really cool and beautiful. <laughs> See, I'm just the other way. I'm like, give me something cheap and utilitarian <laughs> that lasts. That's all I care. I mean, my, my bottle opener is a, is a $2 uh, Trader Joe's wine key. <laughs> that's, that's what I go for. I don't need anything wall-mounted. I need something that will open my beer and open my wine, <laughs> and I can put in a drawer and never look at it right. again. <laughs> or a backpack. Basically, my stuff goes in a backpack because – I don't have a drawer. I don't have a home. <laughs> so. 
But it, the the one thing I will give them credit for is credit. If you if you look at their their invite page, because once you once you sign up and says, oh well, here's your code to get people to come so you can get access. Um, early access, three friends, right. you're in. If you get ten friends, twenty five dollars in credit. Twenty five friends, fifty dollars in credit. Fifty friends, seventy five dollars in credit. They don't go past that because apparently their cost per acquisition is. <laughs> Uh, man, that's that's still cheap. They should be they should be jumping that up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's a buck and a quarter, buck fifty. Yeah, buck fifty per. But still, um, they should be they should be given more perks on that. But the fact that they actually do give the perks, this is the only site that I've ever seen that has this ridiculous uh, mechanic for signing up, yeah. uh, and actually gives you perks if you go past the limit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of get it. It does that whole like you know exclusivity kind of feel or whatever. But then again, I'm just like, isn't this the internet? Shouldn't this be out there? <laughs> oh, this is a this is a cheap yeah. PR trick. It's a cheap PR trick. It it it's false scarcity, and makes people think that oh okay, well if I have to do this, then you know then I'm it says early access, early adopter. Yeah. Makes you cool, so like you're in on the on the down. Oh, you know, there you know it, the, it much like Fab. It's it's kind of built in the you know. This is what's on sale for today, and you know some of the items will be listed as already sold out, which you know is a complete load of bullshit. If you actually wanted to buy it, they'd still sell it to you. Ooh, fewer than ten left, sure, right? Well, I mean, maybe they're doing kind of a Woot thing because Woot was—I uh, mean, Woot was great back in the day. I haven't seen Woot in a long time. I don't even know if they're still around because they got didn't they get sold to Amazon or was it Think Geek? Uh, I think Think Geek. What the hell did sure, it? Though. Yeah. yeah. But Woot was the way, man. You, I had friends sending me stuff in the mornings, and I'd go check it out, and they were right. gone because they literally would just get you know a couple boxes of stuff, and that's what you got for the day. I bought a I bought a five hundred dollar uh, refurb TV off there, my first HD TV. I got off a of Woot. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it lasted a year, and, and then, then it went exploded. <laughs> yeah, it, it went. It went. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I can't wait yeah, to see it's, it. Again, <laughs> you know, like I, I just uh, I, I geek out over beautiful design, functional art, my fart. Love it. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I do like how they tease on their blog some of the really cool stuff, because that watch, man, <laughs> as soon as I'm as soon as I'm rich, I want that damn watch. <laughs> they're coming. They're coming out. Just check it out, guys. Devon, D-E-V-O-N, Tread One. I'll put a link in the show notes because it is so cool. It just I love it. And it looks like they have the Tread 2 coming out, which might be affordable for, you know, small moguls or island state dictators. Right. But uh, the main one, you have to, like, be, you know, a leader of a major com- country to, <laughs> to afford or Richard Branson. <laughs> um, so I, I have one link for the Web's Not okay. Dead. And this one is – this is one of those things where people may have seen it. You've seen some of the pictures. It's one of those curated type of – bunch of photos that are cool that go in a yeah. theme this is like the 50 most perfectly timed photos ever it's it's on twisted sifter which i've never which is heard a great of. name i love it yeah i do like that <laughs> i do like the name um and they're it, they're a bunch of cool pictures that are neat and perfectly okay. timed and these are I, pretty damn cool and they're they're really cool and i've seen them individually on other sites here and there and this is just like a collection of them check them out check them out it's a fun little time waster <laughs> there's some that i still think are a, a bit shopped right. but um especially there's one of an eagle with like contrails coming out of his butt <laughs> <laughs> that looks really shopped but the most of them are, are totally totally doable yeah. and it's 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 a fun time waster spend 5 minutes as your perk of the yeah. day yeah this is well well worth the quick scroll i'm i'm enjoying it immensely at the moment <laughs> so and I usually don't don't pimp these kind of sites because they are just you know stealing content from everywhere else and aggregating oh, like it. But Buzzfeed. you know what, oh. you can't get away from it anymore. <laughs> you just can't get away from no. it. So, you know what, learn to enjoy what you got. So, there's there's your five minutes. Of fun. Here, candy, 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 candy. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts on my my trip, even though I should have been reading Seneca, and uh, one that I picked up a while ago that I haven't really gotten rid of because a lot of podcasts i'll listen to for a couple of weeks and put down but uh this one it's called quit on the five by five network right. the host is dan benjamin the founder of the network and it, i think it just hit 30 episodes which is crazy because it seems like i just started listening to it like a month ago 
the time flies, man. It really flies. Yeah. Uh, it's basically about smart ways to quit your job and start something on your own. Cool. And, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Obviously, you know, <laughs> not a not a fan of the day jobs. Yeah. They they never seem to work out. And uh, the advice that Dan gives on the show is really smart. It's really smart. He he always says, make sure before you do anything, have three months of funds in the bank. Yep. He tries, you know, if you're young, single, unencumbered and have no debt, then that's the time to just go for it. You know, if you've got an idea, go for it because when you're when you're 42 and hundred thousand dollars in debt, <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm still not going to do it, but hey, that's what we do. Yes. <laughs> um, but if you're into that kind of thing, the entrepreneurial spirit and have ideas. I mean, everybody's got ideas, but if you're willing to bust your ass and work on it, and that's the other thing I really like. He's he's like, when you when you make that jump, that's your life. You bust your ass. You don't stop. That's the most important thing in your life. And it's not like, oh, I'm just going to do it on Saturday. Yeah, it's one of those things where it takes over your life, and it has to. Yeah, yep. To do it to do it properly, you can't have a day job. You can't do it in your spare time. It has to be your 100% goal in life is to make that thing succeed. And he's done it. He did it with his with his five by five network. He was a contractor like us. He had day jobs. Right. I mean, unfortunately, he was a Ruby programmer. What kind of? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talk about that. Um, but no, he I I give him huge credit for what he's built with that network because some of my favorite shows are on there, or they used to be on there, and now they've left and have their own shows. But he's still got a bunch of great stuff, and I just I, I recommend checking it out if you are, you know, one of those type of people that really want to just start your own thing. Great advice, and it's a fun show. He's actually a really good host, and he's got good people. It's a call-in show too, so you can call in and ask questions, even though getting through seems to be a little uh, little dicey. People tend to spend a lot of time on hold because <laughs> they, they talk a lot. But it, anyway, check it out. Check out the show. It's a, uh, The link is in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, that's – I, I am surprised that I've lasted this long with it because I've already quit my jobs. <laughs> I've, I've been through this ringer, but it's still entertaining for me to hear other people on that path. Yeah, yeah. And every now and again, I pick up some some cool advice. No, this is definitely know? like I, I'm going to give it a listen too. I mean, I've been doing my own thing for, for you know 15 years now, so I don't know how much I'll learn, but I love hearing other people's stories about it. So very cool. Yep, so that's all I got this week, man. All right, yeah, me too. So I think... Uh, pretty good show we packed a lot of stuff in and i'm kind of getting used to this not being able to see you thing so ah, there you go <laughs> well we, we belch a lot on the breaks. we do belch like a lot on the breaks, and you know we're still doing the same <laughs> shit just uh, on different coasts <laughs> cool man well i will catch you next yep. week and uh i think that's yeah that's definitely all i got and bob will take us out with the uh, places to find us all right and here comes bob keep up with the grumpy old geeks on the web at grumpyoldgeeks.com on Facebook at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks or email them at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks.com Have a good week! Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida!